With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Welcome to another Bleeping Podcast. Why Bleeping Podcast? Because we're the podcast that started up after your mother-in-law got a podcast of her own. <laughs> With us tonight is um, our very special friend and co-host, Carla Liberty. Um, yes, that's not her rock and roll patriot Ted Nugent <laughs> concert stage name. She really is Carla Liberty. Say hello, Carla. <laughs> Hi, Cranky. How are you? How you doing? Ah, doing well. Excited to be back after the 4th of July. And, I um, yeah. I am, too, after your big move, too. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I um, wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, I, we had moved to the Midwest or Kentucky Actually, it's southern Indiana, but we're a suburb of Louisville. And gosh, it's just been so... Um, well, culture shock is too strong of a word, but it, it has been fun and interesting. You know, tell me um, about it. Sure, thanks. <laughs> First of all, I tell people we moved to Kentucky because Kentucky has personality. Uh, it, it's, your, it's your drunk friend from the south. Indiana is just nice. It's really true. People are really nice there. Um, you know, because we're setting up a new house, we ran down to the Home Depot. And um, gosh, it's the first time in my life that somebody from Home Depot has come up to me and asked how they could help me. In fact, there was even a, a lady there who, um, for want of a better term, had a uh, Megan Rapinoe-like personality or a, oh. God. But her personality was Indiana nice. Uh, I couldn't believe it. It was wonderful. So she was like Megan Rapinoe? Well, let's just say the appearance was a little like it. Oh, okay. Because if you were <laughs> saying her personality was like that, I'd be, yeah, no thanks. I'd rather do a swan dive into a rock quarry. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely not what you'd expect from Indiana. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, another interesting thing I noticed, well, it's kind of, this is sort of a sad part. Um, suburbs are all the stinking same. I've been to, like, Florida, North Carolina, you know, Philadelphia, and here, you know, once you're standing on, on the front porch of, of, like, a Home Depot, you know, you can see the Qdoba, the Bed Bath & Beyond, and you could be anywhere in the country. You really have to go into the city to, to really get a, a place's local flavor. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Is that is that the case? Do you see that in Virginia? Um, we're kind of in the metropolitan area where I'm at, and it's just it's not as nice and quaint as where you are, I'm sure. I mean, it's nice, but it's just it's really well, it's full of it's a liberal hotbed where I'm at, to be honest with you. Oh, so people aren't really nice at all. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Especially in the county I'm in. It's, it's, uh, it's, well, they took it over. Let me just put it that way. The libs yeah. took it over. We used to be red, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. What is it? I seem to have observed that, um, you know, liberals are the nice people. But um, how come all the cities have really the worst, most nightmarish drivers? Oh, well, that's true. And we've got tons of them here. Is there a connection? Maybe not. 
I don't know. I don't know. But they were, they're, they're pretty bad around here. And darting and out of traffic, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I've also noticed the more luxurious the SUV, the, the less use the um, turn signals get. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you just said. Ah, I noticed there's a correlation to the price of the luxury SUV and the working turn signals. Oh. <laughs> definitely, definitely. They don't, you know, they don't correlate. They... <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy around here with the drivers. They're awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> But you do love it, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Parts of it? We're trying to love it. We're trying mm. to love it around here. But not, not the best. And it just keeps getting worse. It's just absolutely, well, I call it a CF. You can uh, go by that. You know what that means. I don't know if it's okay to say it on this radio station, so. I won't. See if that's chlorofluorocarbons? Yeah, that too. Technically, okay. we are not FCC re- regulated, but considering they put bleeping in the title, I usually try to honor their request. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Someday we'll get the sensor sound on our soundboard. But, uh, I, could yeah. have, I could have that like in 30 seconds. You've never asked. Mm. <laughs> All right. We'll have to court. Accidentally misfire. I'll try to keep. I'll you've been talking. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to say. Oh I, no, I was, no! I was gonna say, you've, gotta been say talking, you, you've been you've been talking to my wife, haven't you, Misfires? <laughs> <clears throat> wow, that's an emotional bleep right there. <laughs> so we have a great show. Um, in fact, we have uh, an honored guest is Cameron Gray, and uh, I'm going to. Carla, why don't you introduce our guest? Okay. Welcome to the show, Cameron. Thanks for joining Carla, us it is, on this episode it, of another Bleeping Podcast. We really appreciate you coming and talking to us. Well, I, I'd come on any show you were a part of, Carla. It is, uh, it's an honor to be on the show. It's an honor to be part of your maiden voyage as a podcaster slash broadcaster. And uh, as someone who I know you curse like a sailor, I'm proud that you could keep uh, you keep it uh, clean for the kids listening out there. We'll give it a try. <laughs> we'll give it a try. Although sometimes I got to watch my little potty mouth. I try not to, but <laughs> it may slip. Let me, if I if I can, I, I want to bring up something. I'm so glad you guys talked about this because I, this is something that I've railed against for so long. I've, I've been very fortunate in my career to travel to pretty much every major city in this country, every small country, most small towns. And the fact is, every town looks the same. And it's it, it's complete. And, and that's the that's exact um, example I, uh, say, I've said many times. You look at a shopping center, it's a, it's a Qdoba and a Staples uh, and, a, 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 you know, and a Burger King, of course, and you know, all, all the big fast food chains. But more and more, it just everything looks the same. The only differences are, you know, supermarkets have always been regional and probably always will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have and, and uh, Carla, I, you know, we both live in the D.C. area and the fast food here is god awful. We don't have any Whataburgers or uh, In-N-Outs or anything like that. So that that differentiates uh, an area too. 
But you go from town to town, and even the cities, because I, I live, I'm from New York originally, but even the cities, you know, there's a Brooklyn Walmart and a, a New York Target, and we've just become it's, – it is sad that the, the great things that used to separate uh, cities from each other and that used to define cities – are we're, we're becoming so homogenized and something that I've that's been bothered me for a long time now as, as I've seen it around the country. Yep, I agree. I agree absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you though something that you would talk to me about. Um, you had said that um, you might want to talk about the Arizona Starbucks, and yeah. I thought we might. We might start discussing that pearl clutching biddy who got triggered by the police. <laughs> right. Well, wanted- Starbucks, Starbucks too. Another thing, you know, there's is nowhere in the world right now you can get away from a Starbucks. Uh, another thing that's homogenizing America. But yeah, that whole that whole idea that you the, the idea that someone would go to a, uh, a person and say that these uniformed officers are are bothering me or making me uncomfortable. And then for the fact that someone, the barista actually asked him to leave, I it just, it's, I can't, that, the idea of that conversation is so chilling to me to, to think that this barista said, hey, uh, one person over there, you know, one person, you know, the heckler's veto, one person said they're, they're uncomfortable with you and you guys need to leave. And I'm actually, part of me is disappointed in the cops. I know that they want to be respectful and not make a scene, but I wouldn't have left. <laughs> I wouldn't have either. I, I'm not thrilled that the, I'm not thrilled that they left. I I'm as pro cop as it gets. Uh, you know, I'm always you know uh, you know thin blue line. Oh, you know, national police week here in DC. I mean, every everything I do t- to support cops, but something about that really bothered me that they left. Um, and they, I don't know. Now I'm glad you. I'm glad to hear you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I. I was shocked that they did, and, you know, I probably would have told them to pound sand if that had happened. Yeah. I mean, if, if that biddy had said something to me, I would have said, you know, pound sand. I have every right to be here. I'm a customer. Um, Maybe it's shock. It, What's that? Maybe it was just the, the officer was shocked. I yeah. mean, well, there person, was like five or six the, of them, there wasn't was, there? there? There was yeah, there were six of them. I think it was the official number. Um, but, but, yeah, the shock, of course, that goes – but I wonder if – you know, maybe it's in their manual because, unfortunately, this is not the first time we've seen this story. We've seen this in, you know, around the country, you know, the fast food places, mm-hmm. other coffee shops. There's a there's a coffee shop in Oakland, uh, of course, that that refuses to serve any cops. It's a stated policy. Uh, and this is this is a problem that pokes its head up every once in a while. Um, and, you know, and the thing is, they you know, Starbucks famously had the issue uh, with asking the two African American customers to leave, and the the entire chain shut down for a day of sensitivity training. I mean, there wasn't even a hint or a whiff that they would do anything like that with police officers, even though that wasn't a first. It certainly won't be the last. And you'd think that you'd want to train your your people how, not to, uh, you know, how to provide service to everybody, uh, and and not uh, ask uniform officers to leave. And seeing, you know, if I'm Starbucks, I'm seeing this this story every once in a while around the country, and I'm thinking maybe this is something we need to get in front of, but they didn't take that opportunity. Well, you know, cultural sensitivity really only plays in one direction. <laughs> I know, definitely. I know. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being Pollyanna when I'm thinking something might, something might happen or something might change, but it's not going to change. Nothing's going to happen. 
Um, I, I nothing, absolutely nothing's going to happen. And you'll hear, I'm sure within a few weeks, you'll hear another uh, you know, story from somewhere in the country because these, these these happen everywhere. It's just indiscriminate. You hear this story from all four four quarters of, of America, uh, and it's bound to happen again, unfortunately. Well, I just don't understand, and I don't understand how, you know, these people, you know, they say that the officers trigger them, but what are they going to do when they get in trouble? Who are they going to call? Well, I mean, what are they going to do when they leave the restaurant or the store and there's six cops outside? You can't go up to somebody and say, I don't like the look. I don't like your look. Get out of my field of vision. Why would you think that would be OK inside a store when you can't something that you can't do in other places? That that the, the idea that you can actually ask somebody to do something like that, other than just living in your basement and closing the, 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 the shades, what are you supposed to do? If cops trigger you, you're going to have a triggered life. I, don't, I never understood that. No, I don't either. I, you know, it just boggles the mind, boggles the mind. But Oh, what do you think of the possibility that, you know, our barista friend came straight from, you know, just a recent graduate, doesn't right. quite know how real world works yet, you know. Of course, of course. That's, I'm sure that's part of it. It's probably some young kid who I'm sure, and, you know, knowing, and we've all we've all ordered coffee from baristas before, I would almost guarantee that they probably felt the same way about cops. Um, it's certainly not a conservative bastion of a job. Um, right. it's, it's a very liberal-leaning job, so I wouldn't be surprised if part of the uh, – the impetus was that the barista agreed um, that they weren't going to, they were going to disagree with the customer. Um, but that's probably a point of view that they agreed with. And yeah, they, they figured that this is, this is how life works. Now you can ask six uniformed cops to leave your store because one single person is uncomfortable. It's just mind blowing. How did this end up? I, didn't this end up that um, Starbucks did a big, huge apology tour for the uh, right. police officer? Yeah, I, I think I forget the exact title, but some muckety muck said sorry. Um, but it's funny because you, you read their tweet because they tweeted it out, and you know, Twitter being Twitter, just about every response is from someone on the left saying, "Well, uh, they should have kicked the cops out." Well, I'm sure I under, you know you got to understand that they the cops make people feel uncomfortable. I mean, this this is this is a, there's a lot of sentiment like this. A lot of anti-cop sentiment, a lot of anti-cop feeling, a lot of anti-cop animosity, uh, and, and you see the vast majority. There's, I see a few responses saying thank you, to, you know, thank you, Starbucks, appreciate what you did. But most of the responses on that tweet that I saw were, yeah, the you guys, did the, uh, the um, you should have kicked the cops out. Um, so this is not going to stop anytime soon. Oh God, unbelievable. Well, speaking no. of people that, you know, protest and that kind of stuff, um, do you want to switch gears a little bit and tell us a little bit about your July 4th celebration oh. in the nation's capital? Yeah, and that, that was a, ran into some protesters there. And yeah, uh, that, was a, that was a, where were you on July 4th? Where was I? Yeah. Were you in, were you in DC anywhere? No, no, I didn't dare go down there. Actually, I was, uh, <laughs> I watched the Washington Nationals baseball game um, yeah. in the morning and then just kind of hung out, you know, here in my western part of the county. Yeah. And just kind of well, stuck out here. But no, I 
I didn't, but I, but I was thinking about, you know, everything and I kind of kept in touch a little bit. Um, I know it was too flipping hot for sweaters, but I was wondering if Chris Hayes was there crying into his wife's beater or shielding his <laughs> eyes with a lovely Merce of sorts. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because as I've lived in the DC area for about 30 years now, and I've been to a few of the, of the um, events on the, on the mall, the July 4th events, but just like anywhere, like anyone who lives in any major city, you tend not to do the things that their city is famous for. It's, it's mostly tourists. And, you know, you, you forget how great a city it is. You know, you, every once in a while, like every day when I, when I drive around, I, I pass the Washington Monument and the Pentagon and you get so jaded by it. And it's the same thing on July 4th. You, uh, you go a few times just because you should do it because you live here. But most of the time you try to avoid it because of, yes, the heat uh, and yes, the, uh, the, the tourists. But, um, but this year the, 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 the Trump thing was, was very interesting um, because the first thing, you know, they, they lock up the, the entire Washington mall is just locked down. It, it usually it's, it's a lot more open, but this year, because of the president's event, it was just, it was, it was fenced off. It was like fences upon fences. You had to like, it was like a, a maze. I, it was, it was almost, almost impossible to find where you were going to go because you would, I went one, uh, one direction down the mall. And I, there was a fence, and I couldn't go any longer. So I had to go all the way back the length of the mall, double back, and uh, go go over to Pennsylvania Avenue. It was it was quite a scene here in D.C. But the um, but you get there and you see the tank, the tanks, right? The two tanks that uh-huh. everyone was so worried about, and you know Lawrence Tribe was talking about it being Tiananmen Square, and there's gonna be tanks driving down driving down the the, the city streets. Uh, you know, there there be people with the rounding people up. There was just there were just two tanks just sitting there doing nothing. It was just a a, a prop for the stage, mm-hmm. um, and and it was a nice event. It was you know it was all military. There was no politics. He you know he 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 definitely can stray. What we all know from his teleprompter, but it right. was all it was all respectful. It was all uplifting. It was all here's great Americans. Here's great military. Here's the flyovers. And, you know, to be under the flight, you know, under a B-2 stealth bomber flies overhead. Um, it was it was such a cool event. And everyone was so worried about it. Everyone was so freaking out about it. And at the end of the day, it was it was just a, a nice tribute to America, which is well, there's nothing wrong with that. There was nothing. Exactly. He wasn't, he wasn't bashing the Democrats. He wasn't bashing the Democrats. He wasn't bashing liberals. It was just, it was a nice event. And that's probably what drove the newscasters and everybody crazy because they wanted something to talk negatively about and they really didn't have much. I mean, I did see some tweets, actually one of yours that, you know, somebody responded to basically said, yeah, well, how much did that celebration cost? And somebody else responded about the cost of one day of the immigration costs that we're facing right well, I mean, now. That's and, the, and, that, and it that's really thing. That's a crazy thing right now. I mean, since when does the left care about what things cost? The selective care of, of what things cost. I mean, good Lord. There's, it, it's an open checkbook when it comes to just anything else. But we have to, we have to uh, clamp down on the, uh, what, two to five million dollars for this event. I mean, come on. That's what you're worried about? No, it's exactly right. They just, they can't find anything to be, any more to be outraged about. So then they start making crap up, you know, and it's just, it's ridiculous. 
but it, it was it was very cool to be there for the you know it's one of those things you know it's, it is it's always cool to be in dc for a major event like that and, and to live here and have the access that we have is is pretty neat but to be there for that day you know, the eyes of the world were on that day because they didn't they were expecting something they wanted something out of him i think they wanted like in their eyes they were expecting him to announced that he was, you know, the, the king of America and he was never leaving. And here's the tanks that to, to, to roll, roll people over. And they, I, I think they were, they, they get so crazy over this guy and he is so in their head. Listen, I don't agree with everything he says. I think he does some pretty dumb things. I don't think you know, if you, if you, if you worship any person, I, I got a problem with anybody who worships anyone else. And the, you know, we, when, when President Obama was in office, a lot of us laughed at the same kind of hero worship that I see with some of these Trump people. Exactly. So you, know, you got to be you, you can't uh, you can't worship a, a man like like some people do. But uh, listen, overall, he does. He, he's he's been good for this country. He's good for the economy. But the, the fact that he is so these people are just they're. Every day, it seems like there's the new, here's what's going to take down Trump now. Like, if you look at Rob Reiner's Twitter feed, it's like, if you look at over time, it's like, he moves from one thing to the other, because they all think that it's the next thing that's going to take down Trump. It's, it's uh, It was Stormy Daniels, or is Michael Avenatti, or it's, um, uh, now it's Epstein, and Rapineau, and they right. just, they, they, they get so excited about the next person, and then... <laughs> They never end up taking down Trump, and then they move on to the next person. Oh, wait! Here's the next person. Now, now we'll get him. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's one thing after another after another, and you know, I I don't agree with everything he says. Trust me. Sure. But but you know, I don't doubt that he loves his country. Of course. And, you know that's pretty evident, and um, you know, I it is what it is. But these people, they're they're out of their minds. They're absolutely out of their flipping minds. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's, it's and they're, you have and to laugh or you have to laugh or you'll cry because it's, you see some of this stuff that they're just so, they're so convinced that the next, the next shiny object is, is this is the Trump slayer. This is, this is what's going to stop Trump. And it's just like this, um, it, it also, of course it trickles down and you see this uh, McConnell race with this Amy McGrath, and they're like, "Oh, Amy McGrath is the McConnell slayer," and then she has no idea what her point of view is on on this Kavanaugh thing. She flip flops like three times in a, in, in a day, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> maybe she's not the McConnell slayer." <laughs> uh, she couldn't pour piss out of a boot if the instructions were printed on the heel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You're I don't definitely know. from Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I hail from Virginia. What can I say? <laughs> Where are you located, Gordon? Well, now I'm southern Indiana, but I spent the last 20 years in the Philly area. Oh, wow. Good for you for escaping. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree with Cameron on that. I'm not a big Philly fan, but I yeah. was born in Lancaster, so we, but that one's okay, I think. Are you, <laughs> Carla, are you Amish? Uh, not like Ordy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was only, I was only there for about eight months. However, I do uh, have family that still lives in Lancaster. Yes. So do you like, Gordon, do you like Southern Indiana? What town are you in or what area? I don't want to ask for a town. Uh, let's just say one of the, the bedroom communities of Louisville. Oh, you're in that area. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. I really like it. The peacefulness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, 
Of course, I, like you, I'm also Jewish, so mm. I'm trying to get in touch with my inner redneck. Yes. You know, con- contemplating chewing tobacco. I own a gun, right, and right. I, I might trade in the Honda Accord for a truck. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> is it? Is it? I mean, there's so few of us conservative Jews, um, and I, you know, you look around at the situation. Um, you know, you look at Ilhan Omar, and you look at AOC, and you know, I know that in America, Jews Jews are liberals. That's fine. I'm, we're never going to change that in our in our lifetimes. But you see the the amount of you you, you I, the word that you throw around a lot is allies. You know, the Jewish leftists want to be allies with with people, but they want to be allies with the Linda Sarsours and the Ilhan Omars of the world, who at the at the first chance they got would have no use for these people. (laughs) They don't care about – it doesn't go the other way. The the Jewish leftists always want to be allies one way. But, you know, you think Linda Sarsour really has any any use for for American Jews? But they're always looking to be their friends. And and, and that's why I just don't understand why there's more of us conservative Jews who see what's going on here and the anti-Semitism and the anti-Zionism. And and I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up. Some are, but I, I hear you. I mean, have you ever heard that phrase, you know, only a Jew will take um, the argument against himself, take the side of the argument against right. himself? Absolutely. 100%. Dude, that, that, is, that is exactly right. I don't, I, I just, you watch, the one thing liberals do very well is they uh, they organize and they fight hard. And I see, uh, I, I just wish, and you see this a lot on college campuses too, if you follow the stories about I mean, these these Palestinian weeks, these Jewish Voice for Peace uh, group, these organizations, and they just like regular Jewish groups like Hillel uh, and things like that. They just they seem to just take it every time. There's no fight. There's no anger. Um, I, I just it, it, that just it drives me crazy because Jews on college campuses in in the United States and Canada and the United Kingdom. I mean, it's really not a good time. Um, and that, but it, but I don't know why it does why the fight isn't there. Why why people don't push back harder? Because Trump is Hitler. <laughs> you know, right. people are supposed to be smarter and see through that. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the thing too. You know, we we just saw in recent days that uh, you know if you want to co-opt terms from the Holocaust, you can because Trump is Hitler. I mean, we, we're we're actually seeing now. Even like these these uh, Jewish leftist groups, they're all you know, if not now dot org and all, all groups like that. You know, they'll, they'll they'll argue with Yad Vashem and the Holocaust Museum and at the Auschwitz Memorial, who said, "Don't use these terms like con- concentration camp." They're actually yelling at them, saying, right. You're "Wrong! They're Holocaust explaining." I mean, we, we've really reached some crazy times. Yeah. Um, wow. On that lighthearted note, I have to wrap us up. <laughs> Guys, uh, thank you so much, Cameron. It was a real honor to have you. Thank you. Carla, you may be the second nicest person. No, you're an equal tie for artist Angie is the nicest person on Twitter. And speaking Aww. of Angie, I'm going to have to segue into next week's show. We have a very special guest. Well, special guest. Our show's being taken over. This is better than a Simon and Garfunkel reunion. One night only. Angie and Paul are back, running the show. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I just love them both, and you got to love Angie's accent. <laughs> um, 
Cameron, really quick, tell us how we can find you on social media. Uh, just uh, at Cameron underscore Gray on Twitter. I, uh, I stay away from Facebook. And uh, and as long as they'll have me on Twitter, you can find me there. As, as long as we're not shadow banned and, and dropped. But uh, yeah, at Cameron underscore Gray. Uh, please uh, do follow it. I, ch- I try to follow everyone back. Thank you, Cameron. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the uh, invite. Thanks, guys. Okay. You take care. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.